0: Browns tight end David Njoku has another huge game on Thursday Night Football. But just how high should he be drafted in your Dynasty Leagues? All that and so much more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke.
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Modjuk. You can also follow her work at behind the steel curtain and pro football focus. Kate, we had actually kind of an exciting Thursday night football game with the Browns clinched a playoff spot. Uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun, but a lot of takeaways. We're gonna talk about Brees Hall. We're gonna talk about Jerome Ford at the end of the show. We're going to do our promotion commotion for your championship week. But I want to start with David Njoku, who had another huge game. Uh, It was six for 134. He had over 100 yards receiving in the first quarter alone in this game. Uh, What are we thinking about David Njoku after this awesome year that he's had?
1: Here's the thing, Marcus. I love David Njoku. And I think what we are actually seeing right now is all of the skills, all of the the innate athleticism, strength, yards after the catch ability—like this dude's an absolute tank, and he moves like a, a wide receiver. With like, it's it's so fun to watch him at his prime. But it I think is. we're seeing it come to fruition for the first time because of who's passing him the ball. This is probably the best passing offense he's ever played in literally throughout his career. And I am all in on David Njoku. I have always been a very big fan of David Njoku from a skills perspective, but situationally I've always been a little bit skittish and here's why Marcus. So you look at, uh, you know, David Njoku, what he's done so far this season, how many games uh, do you think he's had six or more targets from Joe Flacco? Oh,
0: I think now, let's call it
1: Let's call pretty, it eight. Um,
0: sure every, every game, right?
1: He's had eight or more targets in four out of five games with Joe Flacco. In uh, the only game that he didn't was Week 13. He had six. Okay. Yep. Let's look at his production and in his target rate with Deshaun Watson. There have only been two career games that he has played with Deshaun Watson where he's, he has had eight or more targets in his career, and he's played a lot more games with Deshaun Watson here. He's had several games, three targets, three targets, four targets. He is not targeted as this team's primary receiving weapon. And let's be honest with Deshaun Watson on our center, this passing offense hasn't been as productive. So what happens when Joe Flacco goes away? You're obviously still left with the shell of a very, very talented tight end, but this team is handcuffed to Deshaun Watson. And that is my biggest concern with David and Joku. not the talent, not anything else. It's Deshaun Watson. And what happens when we go back to reality with this team? Cause it's going to happen financially. They can't afford not to.
0: Are we sure Joe Flacco's not going to be starting next year? Kate? What? I mean, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, I'm <laughs> actually, not, I'm not that worried about it because you're right. Like there wasn't a ton of targets early in the season but it's also early in the season. Like it takes some of these teams a while to figure out how to best use their players. I I will say-
1: He played with them last year.
0: He did, but I mean, Watson was a shell of himself, you know, those final five, six games. Watson is still
1: a shell of himself. I know,
0: I know. I guess I'm just not that worried about it when because he's gotten a lot of targets from quarterbacks not named Joe Flacco. Like in the the Steeler game that he played, 15 targets from Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, I mean, he got a bunch of targets from PJ Walker as well. Um, we, we even but saw those game- are all
1: backup quarterbacks, Marcus, uh, they well, are going to go back to Deshaun we, Watson. And then what happens? He turned back into a pumpkin.
0: So I will say the last game that we saw with him playing with Deshaun Watson was against the Ravens, uh, nine targets, six catches for 58 yards, not a huge game, but he was getting more involved in the offense. Um, I just think he's too good of a player. And now that he's like officially, officially broken out, I just feel like he's going to be really involved in the passing game going forward. And Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson will make sure they figure it out. I want to talk about his dynasty value, Kate, because that's the most interesting thing for me here. Without looking, where do you think David Njoku was being drafted among tight ends going into the month of December?
1: I feel like it was lower than it should have been. I want to say maybe tight end like eight or nine.
0: So he's 27 years old being drafted as tight end 16. Here are the tight ends. Wow. And just
1: FYI, 27 year old tight ends. That's a compliment. That is when these boys arrive and that is in their prime.
0: Here's the tight ends that are being drafted ahead of him right now. Uh, Michael Mayer, Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth, Luke Musgrave, Evan Ingram, Jake Ferguson, Kyle Pitts.
1: Ooh, those are some names.
0: <laughs> I, I think this is the time to buy. Even after this huge December that he's had uh, since week ten, K. I'm looking at the numbers right here, averaging over seventy receiving yards per game and a half a touchdown. He's just, I mean, frankly, outside of Amari Cooper, he's the best player on this offense. And there's just so many times, like last night, where he bailed them out of bad situations. He's somebody that I want on my dynasty teams because, I, again, at 27 years old, I still think he's getting better every single week. Um, I'm I'm comfortable going out and trading for for David Njoku, and I have some trades that I'd like to run by you really quickly. All of these are standard tight end leagues, not tight end premium, but a 2024 second-round pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh we we've got this that one a couple times. How about this one? A 2025 first round pick for Najoku in a 2024 third round pick.
1: Um uh, in a non-tight end premium a bit harder, but I guess if you can lock up the tight end position That one I'm I'm giving more pause, but I can see it.
0: Yeah. So the most common trade that we've seen from dynasty league football as a second round pick. And frankly, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing that all day. Like one of the things that I like to do in my dynasty leagues is I like to basically spam the tight end position. I want as many of these kind of players between tight end seven and tight end 16 and hoping one breaks out. Uh, you and I talked all off season, like, Hey, go out and trade for Jake Ferguson, go out and trade for Trey McBride because they're so cheap and they're going to be their tight end ones. And now you look at their value in, both of those guys are like top five, top six tight ends. I think yeah. what you need to do this offseason, go out and get Davin Njoku, grab a couple other guys, and I think you can kind of cobble together high-end tight end one production.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I think uh again, I I think we need to talk about maybe this uh spamming the tight end position like on a, a full uh dynasty strategy episode, because I do think that's probably an underrated strategy, especially for a, a position that's kind of it's it's hard to predict it's hard to scout because it's so volatile and i think that that merits another episode maybe down the road so don't forget to subscribe because uh, i think we're gonna have to hit on that topic here uh in the weeks to come
0: uh all right kate i want to talk about some of the running backs from last night including jerome Ford and Brees hall who i thought looked absolutely fantastic let's get to them next This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn it has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is so quick and easy. They've even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making that process quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the LockedOn Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that LockedOn has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. LockedOn Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, I want to talk about Brees Hall, but just really quickly before we get to him, Jerome Ford, 12 carries, 64 yards, also had two catches for 57 yards and two touchdowns in the passing game, including an unbelievable catch and run. Uh, What do you think about Jerome Ford going forward? Is is, is he somebody that you're targeting this offseason or not really?
1: I think so and Marcus so looking at the situation obviously Nick Chubb he is the main guy he has one year left on his contract with the the Cleveland Browns but I do want to talk about the fact that like there might not be a better early season value in 2024 like he has not had necessarily the most efficient season I don't think uh I, I haven't been overly excited about starting him as of late cuz we've seen the the carry totals kind of dwindle a little bit obviously you have involvement from Kareem Hunt, et cetera. But last night I think was the most impressed I've been watching Jerome Ford all season long. The vision just looked, he was seeing the field very clearly. And I was so, Mm -hmm. so impressed with that. And I do think that, you know, having that late, end of season surge and displaying these qualities end of season that sticks in these coaches mind for the season to come. Now, obviously Nick Chubb is going to be the guy if he is fully healthy, but I do think, you know, obviously with the, the season ending knee injury, this has not been the, the first time that right knee has sustained a major and serious knee injury. That is his second major season ending injury on that same knee he's going to be 29 years old next year. I, I, I think we have reasonable concerns that he might not come out and be ready uh, to start the season. And if he is, they're probably going to take him pretty slow. He's aging. This is a very serious knee injury. I think that when you're looking at the potential for a, a RB two, like just to start the season as they ramp, uh, hopefully ramp Nick Chubb up, like were you not impressed? Yeah. Cause I, I wow. I just loved the fluidity with which he moved last night. And I think like when I'm, you know, if your season's over and you're looking to the future, like it might be a good time to buy. And it, you know, as other people look toward Nick Chubb,
0: 1100 yards and nine touchdowns this year. Uh, and he also has 42 receptions. I mean, those are that's high end RB two numbers. Right. Um, So yeah. And you don't have to pay that much of a price. He's being drafted as RB 31 right now. Still has two years left on his contract beyond this year. I'm with you. I think there's a good chance that Nick Chubb. um, I think there's a decent chance that Nick Chubb doesn't come back next year. The Browns decide to move on because of how serious this injury is uh, because of the cap space. And maybe they draft somebody in round three or four to come in and compete with Jerome Ford. but yeah, I'm with you. Let, let's move on to Brees Hall because that's the one that I really wanted mm. to talk about. 13 carries for 84 yards, also added in nine carries for 42 yards uh, in the receiving game and a touchdown. This has been somewhat of a loss season. Not somewhat. It has been a lost season for the Jets. Mm-hmm. However, I- I've been really impressed at what Brees Hall has done in the second half of the year, Kate, on the season. 1,400 yards, eight touchdowns on in, in 74 catches. I think what I've seen from the last six or seven weeks has made me feel comfortable enough to go out and trade a lot of assets for Brees Hall. Because if this is the floor, and I truly believe this is the floor with how bad this offense is, 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns in 16 games is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, let's not forget. It's not like he's not a spring chicken at this point. He tore his ACL when he was 21 years old. Yeah. So still in with now a full, almost a full season under his belt, returning from that torn ACL, he is still only 22 years old. He will turn uh, 23 in May. Like it doesn't have all of those carries on his body. Obviously, having missed uh, his most of his rookie season with that knee injury. He just is showing that burst that I think everybody was probably concerned that he wouldn't get back. Now, obviously, opened up the season in style in week one. It you know, busted off an 80 yard house call, an 80 something yard house call. like you knew he had it. but then since then, kind of tapered off in terms of that efficiency, which I think, had some people concerned, but over the past four weeks has had 126 scrimmage yards and a touchdown in three of those four games. Mm. Just showing all of those qualities. You knew he had the burst. You knew he had the speed. You knew he had the ability as a receiver. And we're seeing all of those qualities on display, even in some lost moments here. I think, I mean, Brees Hall, like They've they've cleared out the backfield a bit, you know. Michael Carter no longer there. Dalvin Cook, who, um, I like didn't play this, yesterday. Didn't play. This is going to be Brees Hall's backfield, and yep. you know, obviously with uh, the presumed return of Aaron Rodgers, it, like this is going to be an offense that is going to score a lot of points here.
0: Um, and I gotta believe that the jets the jets are going to have i think it was a top five top six pick this year i've got to believe that's going to be going to their offensive line and i know one offensive lineman doesn't solve their issues but it does feel like the jets are going to try to rebuild that unit um i'm kind of all in. i i he looked amazing last night kate like some of the moves that he was making he was making some of the browns defenders just look absolutely silly and i agree with you like For him to post 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns in this season with how bad this offense has been, with how bad they've been at uh, at, at just sustaining drives. I saw a stat yesterday. On the year, he has one touch inside the five-yard line.
1: That's absolutely bonkers for a guy that scored eight touchdowns. And and even if
0: Aaron Rodgers is semi-washed next year, I think you could – could Aaron Rodgers be like the 15th best quarterback in the league? And all of a sudden Brees Hall gets 12 touches inside the five yard line, 15, and now he's scoring 16 touchdowns. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm good with trading for Brees Hall. I wanted to run through some trades uh, from dynasty league football. We haven't had a bunch because it's kind of hard to trade for Brees Hall because he's valued so highly, but one of the RB car most...
1: and dynasty startups, by the way, yes. uh, in the month of December,
0: one of the most common trades that we have seen or a, a version of a trade is Christian McCaffrey for Brees Hall and X. And typically X is like a third round pick or a couple later round picks. There was one that was completed a couple of weeks ago. That was Brees Hall and Rashi Rice for Christian McCaffrey. Would you be okay moving McCaffrey to get somebody younger like Brees Hall, who just not quite as productive?
1: Absolutely. If I can get Christian Mc- or if I can sell my Christian McCaffrey share for Brees Hall plus Rashi Rice, consider it done tenfold um,
0: like that. Here's, here's another would one be a question. You. Christian McCaffrey for Brees Hall and a twenty twenty four second round pick.
1: Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, all
0: right, here's here's a couple more. Uh, we have Brees Hall for Jonathan Taylor, a twenty twenty four second, fourth and fifth round pick.
1: Yeah, I'll take Brees Hall.
0: I, I would rather have Brees Hall there as well. Uh, we'll run through a couple more. I, I've, I've got several that I wanted your your thoughts on. Uh, Brees Hall for Jordan Addison, a 2024 first round pick, and Michael Wilson. Brees Hall. Okay. Uh, Brees Hall for Josh Downs and two 2025 first round picks. Brees Hall. Okay. Last one, and this one's really interesting to me. This is a tight end premium league. Brees Hall and Cade Otten for Bijan Robinson.
1: I'll take Brees Hall and Cade Otten easily.
0: That one's tougher. I I think I would lean Bijan there just because uh, he's a little bit younger. That that you're you're kind of scaling back the rookie contract one more year, and actually, really two more years because Bijan has that fifth year option. I think I would go Bijan there, but it's, it's close.
1: It's close enough. And in a tight end premium league, again, we kind of just alluded to that fact of collecting all of these mid tier tight ends. I do consider Kadon out of that mid tier, but yep, I again, like could be one of these guys that ends up sparking that offense, especially as they have some, you know, Mike Evans gets older and like, I don't know. I I think it's fine to collect a dart throw. And again, Brees Hall, I I get uh, wanting that, that extra year on your rookie contract, but I would say from, from a standpoint of where I'm looking at things right now, I don't expect Arthur Smith to be involved through the rest of his rookie contract. Um, But like, you know, obviously Bichon has a, a higher upside, but he's competing with I think a lot more assets in the offense there. I think Brees Hall has a better chance to be, maybe I maybe I'm close, like maybe these guys are back to back in my, my well, dynasty rankings. I need to do an update this well, week. And that's what I was
0: gonna ask you, Kate. Like, is it in your opinion, is it a pretty clear top four between Brees Hall again, not in order. Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, and Jameer Gibbs. And then there's a big tier drop-off after that.
1: Yeah, I think okay. that's
0: fair. I, I think I'm with you. Well, I think this offseason, we're gonna have to really dive into these running back tiers because I after those top four, it gets it gets real wonky. That's, but that's messy
1: and sloppy yes. and that's blah. for
0: another time. That's for another time. Uh Kate, okay, let's do promotion commotion for your championship weekend. Players to promote from your bench into your starting lineups in week 17. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, it's time to order in with DoorDash. There's no reason to root for your favorite team on an empty stomach. Order on DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. We've got football on Saturday night. We've got football on Sunday. We've got uh, the college football playoffs on Monday. It sounds like a great time just to sit on your couch, order DoorDash, and enjoy football. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the Doordash app and enter promo code LOT23, subject to change, terms apply. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. I would suggest picking the 49ers this week playing the uh, Washington Commanders. Pretty, pretty sure the Niners are going to win that one. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. You can go bet on the futures market. Go bet on who you think is going to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Flacco. Visit mm-hmm. Fiat. Dot com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, best part of the week. It's promotion, commotion players that we are promoting from our bench into our starting lineups in week 17. Who do you got?
1: All right, Marcus, I'm going to go with a little bit of a double dip here. You guys want stacks. You've got stacks, baby, because we're stacking uh, quarterback Derek Carr, I can't believe I'm actually saying it. We're yeah, we're stacking Derek uh, Derek Carr with Your guy, Derek wide Carr. receiver Rashid Shaheed. Yeah, it, for any new listeners to Locked On Dynasty, haven't always been the biggest Derek Carr fan, but man, this dude's been absolutely on fire with a connection to uh, said wide receiver Rashid Shaheed, especially deep downfield, which has been a absolute uh, nightmare uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary to cover. They've already been, you know, Lucy Goosey. They got Carlton Davis that might miss this week with a concussion, and they've already struggled to cover on deep throws of 20-plus air yards. Now you have Rashid Shaheed who literally ranks third among all wide receivers in receiving yards on such targets. Go for that stack. I think this could be a really plus matchup. You have Derek Carr, who's also uh somehow produced back to back top 10 weeks as a fantasy quarterback you have Rashid Shaheed who when you look at the top scoring weeks for various Saints wide receivers Rashid Shaheed actually ranks four or has four of those top six weeks out of all the Saints performances this week or this entire season like this could be a really, Interesting high upside stack, I think, in a must-win game for this Saints offense.
0: I'm going to go quarterbacks. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that you can play this week between Easton Stick, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Hall, Jared Stidham, Tyrod Taylor, Aiden O'Connell, Bailey Zappi. I mean, Taylor Heineke. If you want like a low-end quarterback this week, there's plenty of options out there. But I'm taking your guy, Mason Rudolph, who had a Yay. huge game last week against the Bengals, 290 yards, two touchdowns. They play at Seattle this week. Uh, Seattle's secondary, not great. They've also got a bunch of injuries. Uh, they have also don't really have a pass rush. So I I think this is a game in which Pittsburgh is going to be airing the ball out a lot. I also think Seattle could potentially put a little bit of pressure on their, their offense. I think Seattle's going to score some points in this game as well. I just think you're going to see the Steelers, instead of, trying to turtle on the road. I think you're going to see them air it out a little bit. And I've got no problem starting and playing Mason Rudolph as a high end QB two in your super flex
1: leagues. What a year to be alive. I'm going to close this out with an equally gross name. let's talk about tight end Gerald Everett of the Los Angeles chargers who again, Los Angeles chargers. I know nobody really wants to put a ton of stock in this team offensively, but maybe you lost TJ Hawkinson for the year. Maybe you're in need of a streamer and Look, Gerald Everett over the past four weeks, he's been super involved as a receiver. He's had eight or more targets in each of the last three games. He has been, you know, Easton Sticks top target. uh, And now might even see more work. You have Keenan Allen still not practicing with a heel injury. You have Joshua Palmer, who's dealing with a concussion. He missed practice both Wednesday and Thursday. We might see Gerald Everett get like 10 plus targets in this game. And they'll be taking on the Denver Broncos whose 40.5% defensive success rate on targets to the tight end position ranks second lowest in the league uh giving up the a league high 0.41 EPA per dropback uh which again on those targets to tight ends like there are points to be scored in the past, uh, it, you know, eight weeks giving up a leak high, nearly 15 fantasy points per game to tight ends. Like this could be a huge day for Gerald Everett, both in terms of volume and it's a great matchup.
0: hundred percent agree. should be a wild championship week. I cannot Good wait. luck y'all. Yes. Good so luck excited. everybody. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, go check out our podcast on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Maju. Go check out her fantastic work at Pro football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy this wild weekend of football. Enjoy your New Year's, and we will see you right back here next week breaking it all down.